Hello, welcome back to the Quippers International podcast short version where we're making our way through the book of Hebrews. We're picking up in Hebrews chapter 2. It's actually a continuation from chapter 1. The first four verses are really more of a conclusion to chapter 1. As I alluded to in a previous episode in the original letters that were written, we don't have chapter and verse divisions. So the really the thought ends in chapter 2 verse 4 that kind of concludes the first part of the book. So it's after he has this full discussion that we've just finished looking at in chapter one about Jesus being superior to the angels as the one who communicates the word of God, the message of God, the one who does all that he does in his position as the son of God being higher than the angels. We talked a lot about that in previous episodes. So it's with this in mind that the writer then says, and I'm going to read the first four verses of chapter two. He says, for this reason, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard so that we do not drift away. For if the word spoken through angels proved unalterable and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense, how will we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? After it was at first spoken through the Lord, it was confirmed to us by those who heard God also testifying with them, both by signs and wonders and by various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to his own will. Now I'm going to split these verses up into two little sections. I'm going to deal with one in this episode and then the last part of it in the next episode, because there's a lot here. I just want to remind us again of the historical context. I'm just going to say it over and over again because I think it's important for us to be reminded interpretation, 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 because I believe that the most life-giving application of Scripture always comes from the most accurate interpretation of Scripture. Now, does that mean we always get the interpretation right? No, but I do believe we have a responsibility as students of the Word to do due diligence and to seek to understand exactly what the writers were doing, who they were communicating with, why they were communicating with them. You know, we have lots of terms that we connect to these ideas in uh, biblical studies, and we look at the author, and we look at the intent, and we look at the occasion, and we look at the audience. But I just want to bring us back to this over and over again, because this is very important, especially in the interpretation of the book of Hebrews, because the writer is writing to these Hebrew believers of the first century who are facing a temptation to walk away, literally, from the Christian faith and to walk back into Judaism. And so he offers what we're going to call a warning. There's several warnings throughout the book of Hebrews, and he doesn't do it in order to threaten them or to produce some type of fear in them, but he's just reminding them of the gravity of the situation. So he says there that, you know, we need to be very careful. We need to pay very close attention to what we've heard, the message that we've heard, the message that we've responded to in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he's just set out in chapter one to tell them again that Jesus Christ is the highest one. He is the focal point. He is the reason for our faith. And he says we need to pay close attention. And then in verse two, this is where I want to kind of focus this morning because he makes this interesting statement. And I just want to look at this and draw some application for us. Verse two, he says, for if the word spoken through angels 
proved unalterable, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense. How will we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Now, the writer touches on a very interesting thought. He says the word spoken through angels. In Acts chapter 7, in verse 53, Stephen, during his famous sermon, he says these words. He says, which one of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? He's preaching to the Pharisees just before they stone him and kill him. He says, they killed those who had previously announced the coming of the righteous one, whose betrayers and murderers you have now become, you who received the law as ordained by angels and yet did not keep it. He references the law being ordained by angels. I want to read two scriptures in the Old Testament, one in Exodus 20, 19 through 21, and one in Deuteronomy 5, 5. Both passages are Moses speaking to the children of Israel. In the Exodus passage, it reads, Then they said to Moses, the children of Israel, Speak to us yourself, and we will listen. But let not God speak to us, or we will die. Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid, for God has come in order to test you, and in order that the fear of him may remain with you, so that you may not sin. So the people stood at a distance while Moses approached the thick cloud where God was. And then Deuteronomy 5, 5. Moses says, I was standing between the Lord and you at that time to declare to you the word of the Lord, for you were afraid because of the fire and did not go up to the mountain. So we see in these passages, first of all, that Moses was the mediator between the children of Israel and God. Paul brings this into focus a little bit more for us in the book of Galatians. I want to read a verse in Galatians 3.19, and then I'll read one more verse in 1 Timothy, and then I'll make some application. So Galatians 3.19, Paul asked the question, Why the law then? It was added because of transgressions, having been ordained through angels by the agency of a mediator, until the seed would come to whom the promise had been made. Now, Paul refers to the law being ordained through angels and coming through the agency of a mediator. This is exactly what Moses did in the Old Testament. Moses stood in that capacity as the mediator, and the children of Israel were not prepared to relate directly to God. So Moses was the go-between. But it makes this interesting statement that the law was ordained through angels. Now, I want to read one more verse in 1 Timothy 2, 5, and then kind of explain what this is talking about. Paul says to Timothy, This is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, one mediator also between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, the testimony given at the proper time. I want to focus on this word mediator because this, again, is coming back to the whole thought of Hebrews so far that we've seen. Jesus is the higher mediator. He is higher than the angels. And so this is exactly what the writer of Hebrews is concluding. The angels were responsible in the ordaining of the law. 
And Jesus is the ultimate mediator. Now, what is this talking about? This word mediator and this word that Paul uses in Galatians is more the word of an arbitrator. So an arbitrator is a person who is appointed to settle a dispute. He is the one who is working a deal, so to speak, between two parties so that the two parties can be reconciled and come to a place of peace again in their relationship. So the two parties don't ultimately relate through the arbitrator. It's not that the arbitrator is going to sit in a permanent position and be a constant go-between and he said, she said, we said, they said. It's not that idea. The idea is that the arbitrator is doing something that is very important to bring reconciliation between the two parties. And this is exactly the idea of Jesus being the mediator. And this is what we're going to see the whole book of Hebrews is about is that Jesus has done the work necessary. He has worked the deal so that the ultimate reconciliation between man and God was accomplished once and for all. And because he does this great work, man and God can relate directly. There can be a full restoration of the relationship. And this is exactly what the writer of Hebrews is going to focus on all throughout this book. So as we think this morning about Jesus being the mediator, Jesus is the one that fulfilled the necessary deal. Now, I'm putting it in very vernacular terms. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the scripture, but we're going to see it later in the book of Hebrews. Now, I don't want to jump ahead, but I just want to leave you with this thought this morning. Jesus and the Father brokered the deal whereby Jesus would be the great mediator and he would accomplish everything that's necessary for us to have peace with God the Father. Just reflect on this this morning. Consider Jesus and what he has done so that we can be reconciled to God. So be blessed, be encouraged, be strong and courageous and love Jesus more.